Chapter Twenty Two of Grandpa in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Two Rejoicing in Ragbad. Gone, you say? But where? I might as well tell you at once that they were gone from Perhaps City because they already were in Ragbad standing in a surprised group in the shabby ballroom of the Red Castle. For Ozma, looking that morning in the magic picture to see why Dorothy had not returned to the Emerald City, had seen the little girl and her companions, and all day had been following their adventures. With the aid of a powerful radio belonging to the Wizard of Oz, she had heard the whole story Grandpa had just related, and determined, by her magic belt, to send them all safely home. They've had enough adventures, smiled this wise little ruler, and because she knew Dorothy, the forgetful poet, and perhaps would want to meet Mrs. So-and-so and the rest of Tatter's friends, she had sent them along too. But, best of all, she had, aided by the wizard's magic, wished Fumbo's head firmly and permanently back upon his body. When Pudge and Mrs. So-and-so, aroused by all the confusion, came running to see what was the matter, imagine their surprise to find Fumbo in full possession of his head, welcoming Pierhaps, Dorothy, and the forgetful poet to Ragbad. And now what a flurry of introductions and explanations, what hugs, kisses, and congratulations all round! Mr. So-and-so could hardly believe her good fortune, and had to kiss Tatters every few minutes to see if he were really there, and Eartha every few minutes to see if she really were true. After she had heard the whole story from beginning to end, she sent Pudge off to summon the twenty-four rustic laborers, and rushed off to prepare such a feast as the old red castle had not known since her own wedding day. A feast with six kinds of ice cream and seven kinds of cake and two helpings of turkey for everyone. Far into the night the merrymaking lasted, for after the feast itself the old soldier insisted that they dance the rag-bag quadrille. Oh, let's, cried the princess, remembering how she and Tatters had danced upon the iceberg. So lines were quickly formed on each side of the ballroom. "'Come along, monster!' cried Eartha, leading off merrily with the prince, as Grandpa burst into the spirited music of the dance. Mrs. So-and-so and Pierhaps came next, then the forgetful poet and Dorothy, then Fumbo and Pudge, the twenty-four rustic laborers filling in as they were needed. Not until the loud crows of Bill announcing the rising of the sun did the party break up and only then, after a hundred rousing cheers, had been given for the prince and princess of Ragbad. After luncheon next day, Dorothy and Toto, Pierhaps, and the forgetful poet were magically transported back home by thoughtful little Ozma, but before she left, Dorothy made them promise to visit her in the Emerald City, and I have no doubt that they will. When Dorothy reached home, the first person to greet her was her old friend the Tin Woodman, smiling as he always smiles. From that day on, let me say, Ragbad was a changed kingdom. For, as the twenty-four rustic laborers sold the gold bricks as fast as they were laid by the yellow hen, 
there was plenty of money to buy supplies and care for the linens and lawns. Grandpa and Tatters had record crops, and soon everything was so prosperous that Mrs. So-and-so took off her thimble, put on her crown, and became queen of Ragbad again. As for Tatters and Eartha, the last I heard of them, they were happy as the days were long, as happy as only the dear folk in Oz know how to be. So that is all of the story of the princess who was once a fairy, the poet who forgot his words, the old soldier who was always a hero, and the prince who went in search of his father's head. End of chapter 22 End of Grandpa and Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson This book recorded by Phil Chenevere, December of 2019. Hope you enjoyed it.